0: I say that nice. you're fond of me, lobster. Molly. You in danger, girl. Your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chew bubble gum piles. You know that? Say it sir! I don't
1: believe you people.
0: What do you mean, you people?
2: What do you mean, you people? Huh? Now answer my question. Were you rushing or were you dragging?
3: I loved it. I don't care what you guys say. It was great. I loved it. I mean.
2: You are now into Film Code. Welcome to Film Code, everybody. My name is Phoenix Cloudon, and we are back uh, to discuss another legacy sequel. <laughs> I am joined by the, the two greatest co-hosts in the world. Kick it off, of course, with our guy, Brandon. Brandon, sir, how are you?
1: Man, I am good, Phoenix. It is good to be back another week uh episode two of season three uh, it's funny we're, we're talking about just le- like like you just mentioned legacy sequels uh just sequels just containing legacy characters or a legacy franchise uh last week we discussed top gun maverick so if you haven't uh listened to our review of that and you've seen the film pause this review go over there and listen to it and then come back <sighs> but uh but yeah um we uh we're talking another legacy sequel today and yeah it is gonna be back how are you doing phoenix
2: I am excellent. We are also joined by Zach Sneef. Zach, how are you, sir?
3: Man, I am doing great. Um, Maybe not after this movie, but (laughs) besides that, I'm doing okay. I'm still recovering a little bit, Uh, but yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm excited to talk about this movie um, and be here with you guys. Ben, welcome to the show, man. Uh, Glad to have you on. Um, I know Phoenix is about to introduce you here, so but yeah, super excited to uh, be here and talk about the movie.
2: Absolutely. And as Zach just alluded to, we are here. Uh, we have our first guest of the third season. We are so excited to welcome him. Uh, writer on Ice Cream for Freaks. That is his website. Uh, love that title, by the way. Uh, <laughs> uh, writes for the Film Experience. Uh, and one of my favorite things is he's also a member of my uh, Critics Group, the International Film Society Critics Association. Uh, and he goes by the David Thulis of podcasting. He's going to explain exactly why. But uh, please welcome Ben Miller. Ben, what's going on, man? How are you?
0: I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'm, as you can tell, I'm uh, doing too much. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying my absolute best to shred it myself as thin as humanly possible. In addition to all those things, I somehow also have a full-time job and nice. my wife has not left me yet. So that's strange. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I am the David Thewlis of podcasting. The theory behind that being that every time you watch a movie with David Thewlis, you're just like, Hey, it's David Thewlis. That's fun. But he's never the star of the movie. And you're just, and at the end of the movie, you're like, well, that movie might've not have been great, but I remember David Thewlis. He was fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. So hopefully this podcast will, either be My Naked or the uh, Island of Dr. Moreau.
2: Nice. <laughs> All right. Excellent. All right. We're so happy to have you. Uh, and it's so great to have a guest, particularly on this episode, as we are talking Jurassic World Dominion. This is the sixth entry in the Jurassic uh, franchise. Uh, I believe it's the, the last... I, I'm sorry I hope it's the last of the Jurassic franchise yes Yes. uh so this one again stars Chris Pratt uh Bryce Dallas Howard uh this one returns like uh the original characters from the original film Laura Dern um Jeff Goldblum and uh yeah, let's just. I'm gonna start with Zach because Zach had, I think, the the greatest experience out of everyone. Zach rewatched or watched for the first time all of the Jurassic films, uh, from the beginning. So Zach, let me know what your thoughts were going into this film, or sorry, go, when you started the Jurassic, uh, franchise, and how you feel today. <laughs>
3: I wish dinosaurs were still extinct <laughs> in movies as well.
2: Yeah. I was going to say they uh, are.
3: <laughs> man, I mean, oh, yeah. So I I made the mistake of watching all of them at once leading up to this, which is never – I re, here's what, I, what I, I'll say about that. I don't recommend it <laughs> because you get so tired of just about the same plot every time, and mm. it's just – it's exhausting, Um, I mean, yes, there are some that had good moments overall for me personally, as a franchise, this just was not my personal favorite to watch. Um, the last one, um, before I went into it, I didn't really have super high expectations. Um, glad I didn't, um, I'm all, (laughs) that's all I'm going to say for right now. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really my favorite franchise that I've seen as far as films go, and I just wish they did a better job of making more interesting stories. I understand it's a dinosaur movie each time, but the same plot, every movie just gets a little tiring and a little uncreative, if I'm being honest. Um Even some of the hybrid dinosaurs that they've made throughout the movies. I look at them and I go, okay, well, that's great that it's a hybrid in the movie. But to me, the average viewer who's not like super obsessed with dinosaurs, I don't really care. And it looks the same as like a T-Rex so or like something similar, you know. So I think that overall, just as a movie franchise, it just isn't my favorite i really don't recommend watching them back to back it probably ruins it a little bit you need some space there i watch <laughs> from sunday to tuesday five of them so you can imagine i've seen enough dinosaurs for the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> within a very short amount of time so yeah that was kind of my thoughts i i say that if you're gonna rewatch the films uh, before this movie if that's something you want to do um, it's a little late for that now if you want to see it in theaters but I really don't recommend trying to squeeze it all in unless you're just like super obsessed with um, Jurassic Park or if you saw the first one and it's super nostalgic for you and this is like your childhood I understand where you're where you would be coming from with that but otherwise I, I just really don't recommend going
2: that route <laughs> All right, Brandon. What's what is your experience with the Jurassic World franchise? Did you grow up with this? And uh, yes and no. Okay. I'll
1: say that um, I didn't get to watch the the original trilogy of Jurassic Park films until a very kind of late age. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Jurassic World when it came out. I also saw Fallen Kingdom when it came out. Like this entire trilogy, I saw at, in theaters as they came out. Uh, my first experience seeing Jurassic Park, however, was. When i got to see it in theaters when the theaters reopened during covid and they were playing old films
2: mm.
1: so jurassic park i got to see that in theaters and then i ended up watching two and three uh at some point um at some point at home and they were just all right um park and world are definitely my favorite like as first entries of the i guess what the, the saga now hmm I, I loved the both of them. Uh, those two are definitely my favorite. So leading up to this one, Fallen Kingdom had a crappy ending as far as, oh, let's let the dinos out. And then the very, very ending of just all the dinos just infiltrating the world. I'm like, okay, how are they going to dive into this? In the, in the in this one. And they didn't really touch on that. So I'm, I'm going to stop talking now so I don't dive into spoilers. But yeah, overall, I mean, the Jurassic Park... For, franchise is just okay um i feel like a lot of uh, some of their just normal like regular side projects that aren't even related like directly to the films are better like the stuff they have at universal orlando their (laughs) rides are i'm telling you the rides are more thrilling than i've been sitting down and watching one of these films in the theaters
2: all right ben i'm really excited to get your thoughts on these uh you're slightly uh more seasoned (laughs) Uh, Uh, (laughs) than the rest of us so like did you grow up with jurassic park or so so i'll
0: tell you um the first jurassic park movie came out when i was seven years old okay and i had gone you know i'm sure i had gone to other movies before then but jurassic park was such a box office phenomenon that my parents were like okay we're gonna go watch this in the theaters and I was like, I don't know what this is. I was like I don't. And, and my dad comes up to me. He's like, Okay, we're gonna go in there. There's gonna be dinosaurs on the screen. The ball is gonna be over your shoulder. It's like a run right over your shoulder. And as a seven year old, I'm like, Yeah! <laughs> and, and I could not have been more pumped. I went in there. It was perfect. It was the perfect cinematic experience to set me off into the stratosphere of the crap I'm into now. Mm-hmm. But. So, so that first one always has that level of nostalgia. It's pretty much, it's probably the movie in the movie theater that set me off into the path that I am right now. I'm like, okay, I am transported into a world of dinosaurs. The difference is, is that first movie and this movie are like two different genres, much less the same, <laughs> same general idea. I mean... You watch the if you watch that first movie and how everybody acts and how and 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 just the natural reactions of how people are doing, and how and then you watch Jurassic World Dominion, which I'd rather I I would uh, I would I don't think Dominion's a good uh subtitle for it, I think it should be called Jurassic World Locusts. It's uh because locusts were way more important than you think they would ever have to be in this movie, um, but. So, in, in the first movie, everybody is utterly terrified. Like, they are just butt-numbingly scared of everything that's happening. Even, like, even a brontosaurus coming up to them is, is terrifying because it's a gigantic animal. And they react as they should. Nobody is, like, super heroic and, like, punches it. Okay, I'm going to spoil this one part of, of Jurassic World Dominion. The dumbest part, I thought, at one point, Chris Pratt chokes a dinosaur. Yep. And, and I was like, I was waiting for it to, I was waiting for him to put it in a headlock and start going like, shh, as it goes to the ground. But, <laughs> but um, like that kind of thing didn't happen in the original. It was just people pretty much trying to survive and being thrust into the situation. And not being cowardly, not necessarily being heroic, right. and this new one is like, no, 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 I'm here to save the day, and <laughs> it, uh, um, I, I'm probably higher on this one than a lot of people, um, but still, it's just, it was so patently ridiculous. <laughs> I, 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 I have such love for the first one, and it just went on downhill from there. This The second Jurassic World, this excuse me, the second Jurassic Park. Uh, I thought it was fine. Um, the third one was pretty silly. Jurassic World. Um, it's it uh, its probably my most conflicted of all of the movies just because I'm like, I don't know if I hate it or like it or if it's okay. Or they went in so many weird directions. Like, they made Velociraptors kind of nice. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Fallen Kingdom was a real mess. And then this one was fine. Um, but... Yeah, it's, I, I'm not going to look fondly on these six movies going, oh, man, remember all those Jurassic, Jurassic movies? It's like, no, it's Jurassic Park. And then everything else wasn't the same.
2: So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I have, a, I have a different experience than everyone. Um, this is actually the first Jurassic film that I've seen. So I, I, I never saw the original Jurassic Park, did not follow the series, did not watch the two Jurassic World films, so the and legit honestly the only reason that I watched this one was because we were doing the show on it. <laughs> so as you I, should, yeah, I I had no interest whatsoever in, in in these in these films, um and you know I feel like if you did what Zach did, which was you know you watched all five in a row, or you did what I did and you you didn't see any of them and you just went in cold. I think you would come away with the exact same experience, which is, this is awful. (laughs) Uh, As a, like, doesn't matter, as a franchise, as a single movie, yeah, this is awful. Um, I'm not exactly sure, and maybe you guys can fill me in, I'm not exactly sure what the plots are in the original uh, film, but I feel like the only reason to resurrect the dinosaurs is to create an extinction level event for humanity. And that that I feel like is an interesting way to go. And I'm not sure if they ever do that in any of the other movies, but what we have here is, is certainly not that. Um, even like Brandon said, like where, where they end on Fallen Kingdom and come in to this one, it doesn't seem like that was the plot either. Uh, ben mentioned the locusts. The locusts are definitely way more <laughs> uh, of a storyline than than the dinosaurs even are. Um, so yeah, I was I, as someone who went in blind, I was I was essentially just confused as to why this was made and <laughs> exactly what kind of story it was telling. Uh, some of the best moments of this film, if you saw the trailer. You saw the best moments of the film. Uh unfortunately, I I personally I feel you get that chase in Malta. Sorry, I'm I'm spoiling some things, but you get that chase. Really you not. Get, <laughs> you get like that moment where he's like, oh, see you so easy. And then the giant bragliosaurus or whatever it is called, uh burst through or whatever. These are like the highlights of the film, in my opinion. Um because the story itself is all over the place. So I'm going to we're going to start we're going to go ahead and and break the seal of spoilers. If you haven't seen Jurassic World Dominion, um I don't recommend it but go ahead if you want to <laughs> listen to the rest of this show. Um and yeah, we're going to go ahead. Brandon, why don't you kick us off your spoiler thoughts. Okay. on so, Jurassic all right. World.
1: All right. Diving right into it. I When I bought my ticket to Jurassic World Dominion, did I expect to be walking into a Mission Impossible movie? No. (laughs) Did we get a Mission Impossible movie? Yes. Mm. For a film that is supposed to be about dinosaurs running into the real world and and taking over the habitat and all that, I didn't see them... I didn't see this whole bug plot happening. That was so stupid. Like... (sighs) there's just i have so many mixed thoughts that i'm just throwing stuff out there but i think the underlying plot issue i have is are there some great moments and like some amazing moments of some of my favorite moments of this entire franchise in this movie yes does the main plot suck yes so that's what that might that the plot is just If you don't think about what the plot, what's going on with the plot, and you just see everybody just keep running away from dinosaurs and all the crew coming together, it's an okay movie. But when you think about the plot of why are these people here? What's happening? Why are they infiltrating a lab to steal a DNA sample? that's That's what gets me. So... Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said, I'm, I'm throwing a bunch of mixed emo- mixed thoughts out there. So I'm gonna let someone, t- someone else talk real quick. Brandon, just... I'm. I'm curious what you
0: said. Uh, some of your favorite parts. Uh, what, what specifically?
1: Honestly, it's some of the parts with just the original cast, and I guess the crew come together, all six of them, because there are some just great moments there. Because you have the because you you have like the original trilogy of the of the crew and their moments and with the triumphs they have to go through. And then you have this crew and their triumphs of that they get through. Just seeing them all together is great. If that makes sense. The, like those, those, it's just like the, the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. While they may not be the best films, even the Last Jedi and Force Awakens are on my top five of Star Wars, while they may not be the best films or some of my favorite films, they have some of the best scenes of the franchise in them. If that makes sense it does yes yeah so that, yeah that's that's where i'm going towards is yeah there are some great moments of the just the series even though the film's not might not be the great the best
0: you know i look at it as a, you know a, the more i think about it the more i'm like what is really to spoil like <laughs> um it, it it's not like there's so as i was watching it i was thinking okay who's going to die kind of like it's almost like a slasher movie except um i realized about halfway through and i'm like okay how many good people throughout the jurassic series have actually died in a movie how many have been killed um there's the character in this in jurassic uh in jurassic park the lost world that saves jeff goldblum and julianne moore and vince vaughn by the way uh which it's still still strange that vince vaughn was in a jurassic park movie but um so there's the guy who saves them and gets hit, eaten by the T-Rex. There's the assistant and the chubby security guard in Jurassic World. And that's it. If you're a good person, you don't die in a Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movie. Mm-hmm. And there was a, there's a scene. Uh, it's it's from the trailer and a, and a callback to the original Jurassic Park where Goldblum is, has a has a fire on the end of a stick and is distracting a uh the giganotosaurus which i'm gonna call giganticosaurus. i'm just <laughs> the, the gigantosaurus and he's the distracting i'm like oh man goldblum's about to die this is crazy they're gonna kill they're gonna kill dr malcolm and they didn't and i was like oh well okay i guess everybody's <laughs> gonna live like <laughs> well i mean Oh, and uh, oh, from the original, the uh, the the park ranger. He's he he was a
1: Alan he, uh,
0: Grant. No, the uh, the um, the guy with the, the thunder thighs uh, uh, from <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um, oh man, i, I he, oh, he was
1: yeah yeah yeah. Is that the guy's like? Hey everybody, I'm doing this. See, no one cares. That guy. Uh,
0: no, 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 not not Nedry. Sorry, the uh, he's the park ranger. He's the Australian park ranger um in the original he's really cool uh but he got eaten by velociraptors that's that's like one of the only like that was the other thing about the original Jurassic Park there was actually some fear involved and there's just in this one it's just kind of like hey these dinosaurs are almost going to kill us and she's like yeah but probably not like (laughs) everybody's just kind of very blase about the fact that there's dinosaurs around um and yeah the locust thing is in is ridiculous um i can't believe anybody had any desire to care about macy the girl in this movie who i barely remembered from the last from fallen kingdom and she's such an she's almost she's as important as the locusts because of course she's a clone and
2: what, what a what a mess you know when i was in the theater um, like when I originally bought my ticket, I was, it was, it was me and like two other people in the, scheduled to, to, to see this movie. And once the movie started, I guess more tickets sold and like, it was about eight or nine, maybe about 10 people in the theater, uh, by the time the movie started. And there was three people who sat next to me and I'm sure if they hadn't sat next to me, they might've enjoyed the movie a lot more. <laughs> but like, there are moments in this movie. There are moments. There's there's script moments, dialogue moments, character moments, where I out loud went, "Are you freaking kidding me?" <laughs> like, like, and I'm like, and I'm sorry, I might have tainted these people's experience because like, I was like huffing. Like, how can I put this clearly? Um this is the first movie I've ever watched in, in, in recent memory where I like physically wanted to fight everyone involved in this movie, like, (laughs) like like dead, like dead, so serious. Like anytime there was a line that was spoken, anytime there was a, a, a decision that was made by a character, anytime someone did like something incredibly stupid with a dinosaur like I, I was just like you know, like, look, I don't know Colin Trevorrow, but you know, w- we're gonna have to fight. Like the second I see him, we're we're gonna have to work because <laughs> like you, you literally just, you, you 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 didn't like waste two hours of my life. You stole it from me and and then took a giant crap on my time. Like that's what you just did. And I hate you for it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt you.
0: Uh, you know what? I, <laughs> so, uh, I think, a, I think a more chaotic version of instead of watching all the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World movies, is rewatching Trevor Rose's filmography because uh, I really <laughs> like, I, I really like Safety's not Safety, not guaranteed. I thought that was a really cool, like small little film, and then Jurassic World being what it was, and I'll never watch the Book of Henry. I refuse. Uh, i've heard too much insane things about that movie and everybody says okay you go in knowing it's nuts
2: and it's worse than that so um that might be the the best description for all of like for definitely for this movie absolutely
0: yeah i mean there's i mean what 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 do you take away from this movie (laughs) you're like well i'm kind of glad the series is over but this the problem is is it's going to make 150 million dollars this weekend Mm -hmm. so yeah because you
1: have a bunch of nostalgic people who are like oh my god the original cast is coming back i need to get out there because that's that's the same thing that's happening with top gun but the difference is top gun deserves it but
0: yeah yeah i mean there's there's not really anything from this movie you take away besides it's like okay so if you take so this is how i this is my opinion of how i think the movie came about i think they had the locusts slash Macy storyline as a as a movie as a script and then they're like somebody at the last minute went hey i have an idea for how we can bring in Dern neil and goldblum And they're like, okay, let's merge these two scripts. It's like, and and it's like, okay, well, my first script was like an hour and a half. It's like, well, I only have like half it. So it's only like an hour for the first thing. It's like, okay, let's merge them together. And everybody will meet up in the last 20 minutes. And that'll be about it.
1: That's what got me is because they basically advertised this film as, oh, hey, they're all going to come together towards like the beginning or middle of this film. And then it freaking happened in the final 15 minutes of the movie.
0: No, (sighs) Yeah, and and at the end, you just kind of go, well, unfortunately, everybody survived, and I guess that's the end of it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I would have liked to see uh, a more heroic exit for like one of the original characters, but that's just me.
1: Yeah, I, I could have easily seen it been Goldblum, especially because he's the one who basically like set fire to Biosyn, anyways. So. I mean, he didn't like actually set fire because that was the the idiot. I I I'm gonna let Zach explain. I'm gonna let Zach tell what he thinks of the villain of this, of what he's a knockoff version of, because I don't want to steal his joke. (laughs) But yeah, um, as far as like heroic sacrifices, the only person I could have seen actually sacrificing himself would have been Goldblum. Um because he was like, he was basically there the entire time of the, of just watching all the stuff happen with the lab. He was giving lectures and all that. He had like full access, um, full access everywhere. He was like a, a, an important piece to that base. And yeah. Um, what did you guys think of Ramsey's character? The, the African-American guy uh, that ended up helping everybody. Um, pointless but <laughs> from a dip from a different movie no he's in this movie he's in this one no
0: no no i know he's in it but oh he's from a different movie <laughs> like so, so uh mamadou athi is the, is the actor and he is taking it very seriously mm-hmm. like he is there there is no cheekiness in his performance there's no like no winking it's like no i am i'm doing a job and i'm doing it hard
2: and yeah it, it seems like he's he's the only one that seems to understand how grave the threat is and it, it seems like he's responding like he well I get what Ben is saying he should be in a different movie like his his actions are more is, is more concerned with like what happened in previous versions of the Jurassic uh series than it is in this movie like in this movie
0: he's out of the first movie not this one yeah
2: like in this movie everyone's sort of laissez-faire it's very you know cheeky very cheeky even Goldblum is is incredibly cheeky almost too cheeky um and he seems to be the only one like trying to solve real real problems and actually has a care and concern for what's going on and yeah it's just huh
1: (laughs) yeah but something that pisses me off that happened was he his character. They were they the entire crew was just in that one area, just trying to figure out what the plan is going to be for like sh- uh, getting the Sam turrets back up, pretty much, and oh back. I mean, Sam turrets down. The the uh, the, the the air whatever the air control thing. Yeah. Anyway, the, the,
0: yeah, the the so the defense system. What? Yeah. Yeah. It
1: does. It doesn't matter. Yeah, But, yeah, but what, what's getting me is he was just in that conversation with the villain. He was like, I can't believe you betrayed me and all that. And then not even two seconds later, dude just shows up out of freaking nowhere to help the original crew. I'm like,
2: where the hell did you come from? They were in the next room. Like, here's the thing. <laughs> Nothing in this movie makes sense. I just want to put that out there. It, like it, it either doesn't make sense or it just doesn't work. And like, like everything in it, like nothing in this movie is good. I want to put like, if, if I'm being clear, nothing that happens in this movie is good. Literally nothing. Nothing of substance. Nothing of substance, nothing of creative purpose. It is two hours and 26 minutes long. And the entire time like I think I think uh Brandon you said this like it's a two hour and a half movie and it still feels rushed and I'm like yeah (laughs) like like you're rushing plot points you're rushing story points like you're rushing even action um yeah yeah like how like
1: yeah exactly a two and a half hour movie should not feel rushed as bad as this was
2: yeah it's just every every aspect of it just was ridiculous um how can so much happen with nothing happening? Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like,
1: it's. there's so many moments of just, it, even when the cast came together, they don't take the time to be like, oh, I'm Alan Grant or, uh, yeah. No, everybody yeah. knows each other. Everybody They're just like, knows each yeah. other. She, like even the um, Millicent, or I think that, Maisie, sorry, not Millicent. I've been watching <laughs> the iCarly reboot too much. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, she's like, you're Alan Grant. I'm like, how do you know do you this know person? that right
2: yeah like apparently in this world everyone reads books which is also kind of unbelievable but <laughs> yeah oh, i read your book like no you didn't like you're uh-huh. you're you're raptor wrangler what when do you have time to read books oh,
0: don't worry he said it was on tape Oh, so that, was, oh. that was
1: that was, was <laughs> better than
0: that
2: yeah
0: <laughs> i'll tell you what though my brother uh my brother works a uh, he does like a road job. So he's gone like five days a week. And so he's he was home last, yesterday and they're like, "Oh, we'll go watch Jurassic World. I was like, so happy to spend time with my kids. And he texted me his review. In my humble uninformed opinion, it was like watching the lady killers or gods and generals. And once or twice a dinosaur was kind of there. I don't watch <laughs> movies in theaters very often, but when I'm watching a good one, I usually think, damn, I wish I didn't have to go pee. This is one of those where I literally thought, I wish I had to pee right now, but I don't. <laughs> Laura Dern looks exactly the same and her acting performance is exactly the same as the original Jurassic Park. Not a compliment. Chris Pratt holds his hands up to Velociraptors. So that didn't change. Not a compliment. Jeff Goldblum was the only bright spot and all he did was be Jeff Goldblum, which is enough for me. <laughs> I wish I had drank more beer before I went. So I had to pee more and could have looked at a dirty, ur- dirty urinal instead of that movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, see, I, I've noticed a lot of people. I mean, I, I want to go straight out with this: is there, there, are people who are giving this film a little bit too much hate. I think, oh, and I, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll explain why once we get into it. But I mean, like I said earlier, if, when you look at the plot, yeah, it's garbage. But if you look, I mean, when you when you think about it, and you look at like a couple of scenes here and there, there, like I said, there are some pretty great scenes. Like, yeah but overall, like, yes, it does suck. <laughs> um, um, I, I, I think I mentioned this earlier. My main issue with this film ultimately was you gave us a Mission Impossible movie, a movie to, to stop a bugs from eating your crops.
2: <laughs>
1: like dinosaurs were just the side characters there to provide tension and danger. And that's what got me the most.
0: Yeah, the the thing i think about whenever it comes to the the locusts in general um why i i i guess it's like oh you know you the i guess the idea being that the locusts don't eat the biosyn crops but i mean why do that in the first place yeah i mean like yeah, I get it's it's just evil for the sake of evil, it's yeah, not logical that, evil.
2: That was that was definitely something I was thinking was like, okay, like if you're gonna have this side plot, like why have it? Like, cause you got I I, I can't remember his name. I, I know him from uh Law and Order SVU, but the scientist, um, you know, he's BD like, Wong. Yeah, BD Wong. I'm like, he's like, Oh, we did something really bad, and I was like, Yeah, but for what reason like what exactly was the cause was it like hey if we destroy the crops then biosyn is like we can make new crops and they be like is it money like what is dr- the driving force like again like i said if these stories were about trying to lessen the human population for whatever reason like you know like you know for you know finite resources for what you know just just because you hate people i don't know whatever it was i was like that would make more sense but you don't have a clear directive as to why you're doing this and i and like i i just could not find the through line and i was like is it me but i guess it's not cuz everybody's sort of like what's what was the purpose of them doing that And Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we got that.
3: I mean, anytime you have cloning and an evil Tim Cook is your villain, I just don't feel like it's really a great recipe for a great movie. So, (laughs) I mean, I already have to deal with evil Tim Cook in real life. I don't need a movie to show me he's evil. So we all know he's working on the dinosaurs and stuff at this point. So, you know, (laughs) but I mean. I just and there's just so many moments in this movie where it just feels like they're reaching just so much to make it all make sense. I mean, it it really just feels like they they went, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. That sounds cool. That sounds cool. And we're all we're just going to throw it all in together. And oh, yeah, there's dinosaurs in this movie, but no one dies. And I'm really <laughs> tired of them doing the same thing in each movie, kind of like you guys talked about before, where. None of the main characters get killed off. Um, that's, I mean, it's like, I already know what's going to happen. You guys are going to get so close and nothing ever happens. And, you know, to be honest with you, I wish, I know that it's it's supposed to be a family movie. Um, but, like, if they went with a little more gore in some of it, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, Nothing, like, super excruciating, but, like, if they just had a little bit more. I mean, you see them get eaten, but there's never... I mean, you don't see, like, crazy blood, like, dripping off them or anything, you know? It's just they're eaten, so... Yeah,
0: and, and you know, not to get too... Like, this this movie doesn't deserve the depth that I'm about to go into it, but um, the, the main problem with... I have with the world movies compared to the park movies, especially the first Jurassic Park, it's essentially, like, why did everything fail? It's like oh well they, they it was their own hubris. They got to they thought they could control everything and everything got out of control. It, that's essentially yeah you had the you had the double crossing with Nedry and all that kind of stuff. But generally it's just their 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 grasp exceeded their reach and that's essentially why the first one went wrong. All the world movies it's all an evil corporation like we're going to turn velociraptors into weapons we're going yeah. to make this theme park into this and do this for this reason because of corporation money and then this one is like uh, it's about crops and 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 record profits and and, and valuable ip and you're just like <laughs> it's like it's it's too stupid <laughs> evil like as much as I'd like to think, I know evil can be dumb, mm-hmm. but this is this is supposed to be sophisticated evil, and it's so unsophisticated.
2: What's interesting is Ben, you brought up a very very interesting point. Is like, uh, I could like you're you right about like the Jurassic Park movies, right? It was it was scientists doing too much too soon. They, you know, just not not exactly sure what they were tampering with and this one we have corporations trying to control things and that actually doesn't sound bad like that that sounds fairly believable you know what i'm saying like hey we have these these vicious creatures we could use them for you know weaponry for war for you know what i'm saying like that could completely change our world just what we what we could do with these like prehistoric creatures Uh and I'm like yeah that that makes sense I actually get I can get behind that as a concept so my thing is then how did it how did it get to this because because this I'll I'll put it like this this movie could have been done about three or four different ways and been very been much better it, it, it could have been very much better
0: um i, I, but, I mean if 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 they're in the world there's so many options so many cool possibilities yeah It like as soon as they were like oh dinosaurs are they're right next to horses and all this kind of stuff i'm like okay i'm excited for the meat packing plant who's making brontosaurus burgers they, like, <laughs> like like, like they're so like all that kind of stuff, or um the uh the you know sh- uh, sheep dogs, sheepdogs but instead they're the little the little dinosaurs that like like so many cool potential so many. things yeah like, and they just didn't do any of that
1: well yeah. i thought they
3: were gonna go somewhere with the illegal breeding i was yeah. like yeah yeah that would have been interesting storyline they could have got behind that a little bit more like you know like i don't know i it's, it sure it sure would have beaten uh trying to find the clone and uh, the uh, locusts. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways that I think that they should have handled this. And also, I'm really just tired of Pratt being like dinosaur guru. I'm really sick of it. Yeah, yeah,
2: those. OK, like, remember how I said I was ready to fight? Like, yeah. every single moment with Chris Pratt was was yeah. was, was those moments. Like, and I have nothing against Chris Pratt. I know he gets a lot of hate online, and that's ridiculous. Um, he's a good dude. I'm sure he's a great human being. I have oh, nothing yeah, against
3: of him. Of course, yeah.
2: But in this movie, I was like, if I saw this guy, I would just kick him square in the in the nads. Because um, he's just there. Like like the he, entire film. It's like, it's not even that he's just there. It's just that he's like they they sort of built him to be this sort of like, like, yeah, like Zach said, like a like a dino guru. And it's like, really, like, like, like he has some sort of superpower when he just puts his hand out, like that's it, like, hey, my hand is out, you have to listen to me, like what, like, like,
1: oh my god, I'm when,
2: like, oh god, I'm so stupid.
0: When he did it with <laughs> the big ones, I was like, okay, this is too much.
2: So they would have immediately <laughs> eaten him. Yes. Every every last one of them, and that was another thing. I'm like. We started with 3 people, right? We got Chris Pratt, his wife and their daughter. Then they add the fourth person, the the pilot. Then they meet up with the OG crew. So that's that's 7 people. Then they they take on the doctor and and like by the time they had their full crew of people, it was like 8 or 9 people. I'm like, how did all of you survive?
0: <laughs> like every one of them, not every, not a single layer.
2: I'm like, what? Like 9 people up against gigantic dinosaurs and everybody lives. I, I'd like oh, to even Ramsey. Oh, go, oh, go ahead, uh, the doctor. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, don't I,
0: worry the doc, The doctor hurt his arm. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He's just walking out there. He's just, he's like he. Everyone gets off scot free. Just you got people wrapped in blankets. A guy just oh or an arm sling. You
3: know, I know and also. Really takes me off in this movie was the pilot.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh she oh, was yeah. so she no character all over her. the
3: place. Oh. Like- she just I mean, she sees the first of all, <laughs> she sees the little girl getting taken into a car, which is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> so I mean, that that's like fault number one. Then all of a sudden she acts like this total, like oh I don't care kind of person Mm -hmm. when she when she's talking to um uh oh my gosh Claire Claire
0: Claire yeah Claire
3: yeah so she acts like she doesn't care and then all of a sudden out of nowhere she sees Claire running from a dinosaur and all of a sudden there's this moment and it's like I'm going to take you to bio soon. It's
1: like, are you serious? <laughs> okay. It's like, yeah. What, where was the, where did what? the character arc come from? It's like, you can't, yeah. do, you can't do a Han Solo and a new hope moment without setting up <laughs> that a was, Han Solo character.
2: I swear to God, that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and I haven't even seen Solo. I was like, why does this feel like, that's
1: not a solo Star Wars story movie. I'm saying that's a
2: new hope. Oh yeah. Like, that's, yeah. I was like, why do I know this? And I was like, Oh, yeah, because that's from A New Hope. Like, literally from A New Hope. Um uh, the there's a, like, I the have plane you now. Is, and then the plane is her truck. Chewy. Wait, what was that?
0: The plane is her Chewie.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, man. People okay, were so, cheering
0: when she got a new plane. <laughs> Don't worry, she put two
1: on it. Right, right. Um, <laughs> Did you hear so, that, uh, Zach, in the theater? People were clapping when she got a new plane.
3: Not by me. <laughs> <laughs> by
1: me, I'm what, so maybe, sorry.
3: There was, there the was, was, only time I heard anyone clap in that theater where it was like the entire theater was the uh, part where they all come together. And I think that was about it.
1: Okay, when they all came together and then when they kissed.
3: Yeah, that was I the guess. only two parts that they clapped for. Everything else in that theater for me was dead silent, the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And for a, a franchise as big as this, when you have two claps in the movie... Mm. and no one clapping at the end (laughs) i i I have concerns over (laughs) your franchise i mean i just do like yeah you know uh, yeah
1: it's just like in uh and like even in top gun people were cheering and then people gave like in my theater people gave a standing ovation when that movie ended the movie's fantastic
3: yeah well that's (laughs) different that's different top gun (laughs) was awesome
1: <laughs> yeah okay but like uh, the same, i mean the same thing happened with, sorry the same thing happened with rise of skywalker like <laughs> for a for an opening night crowd like I went there's been a lot character. of that going around yeah yeah like i went to the open i went to the opening night showing of rise of skywalker and i expected a lot of like crowd moments considering how great endgame was and far home crowd wise it was almost basically silent unless a legacy character showed up or something like great happened Nobody clapped at the end. Yeah, there's been a
0: lot of there's been a lot of
1: Jurassic World Rise
0: of Skywalker jokes. Um, <laughs> and, and 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 I think that I think that's a little uh, unfair to the 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 three the the cools of this the Star Wars sagas, um, because Force Awakens and Last Jedi are significantly better than Jurassic World and Fallen Kingdom. So mm-hmm. but yep. I mean it's it's the same thing. You're like, okay, we're gonna end in a bang, it's gonna come back, and it's gonna all work out. And you're like, of all the things they could have done, that's how they went. I mean, uh, um, yeah. So it's if I if I if I could for a minute, I want to talk about Chris Pratt. I know we we talked about you know how he doesn't really do much in here and you wanna kind of punch him because every time he puts his hands up a dinosaur freezes. And... Yeah, go ahead. So Chris Pratt is kind of in the same boat. I think of when I think of like Ryan Reynolds and the rock Mm. in, in all the cases for a long time, they tried really, really hard to be successful movie stars and they kind of just had to prattle on in character actor roles or, um, or on TV or in various places. And it took a long, it took a lot longer than Hollywood hoped for them to get successful. And now all three of them, are in this are, are there's like they're so su- they're superstars and they they're really dynamic performers, but now they're lazy. <laughs> and uh like the, the the things that make Chris Pratt great and the things that make him interesting as a performer, he doesn't do those anymore. He's he's settled into a groove of you know, the, the tomorrow war and, and this, and uh, whatever that thing, the terminal list, whatever that thing's coming up. It's like, you're not going to go into that going, man, you know, who's really great Chris Pratt. You're like, no, like he's, he's, he is what he is. And he's not challenged by these things. Um, Ryan Reynolds is the same way. And the rock has definitely gone in that direction because they've been, they've gotten to this level of success that they don't need to try anymore. and, they can just kind of settle into these rhythms, and yeah. and make all the money in the world. And Chris Pratt is—it's so disappointing because he's such an interesting performer, and it's it's wild to watch Moneyball, and and be like, <laughs> I cannot believe this is the same guy. Mm. Or, um, I don't know if you've seen it—the uh, uh, movie Take Me Home Tonight. It's mm. uh. It's a it's an '80s movie with Topher Grace and Anna Faris and Chris Pratt is in it, and he's a he's kind of this schwarmy '80s guy with a little more layer. And you're like, I can't believe that this is the same person, because that's that's a really interesting performer. And this guy is such a nothing. Hmm. He is like even my wife, who uh, is a is a Chris Pratt fan, is like, eh, he looked a little fat. <laughs>
2: yeah i i i i absolutely agree um i i i don't appreciate the dwayne johnson slander but you're you're right (laughs) like yeah there there is there is a sort of uniformity to all of their performances um and and i personally think you know uh chris pratt is probably the worst uh, uh, offender of all um but definitely in this film it just felt like he was I don't know if he was phoning it in or if the, the script is just that bad. <laughs> that it was just like, there's no point in trying here. Because um, that's what, what it came across. Uh, switching gears for a moment. There is a moment in this movie that I have to talk about. Because I think it made me the angriest I've ever been. Um, so they finally get Maisie to the doctor. Uh, to BD Wong. And he explains to her what her origin is. He explains to her that she's not a clone. She's, she's an actual child. She was given birth to by her mother. Uh, she had, you know, a disease that, you know, her mom fixed for her. And they need her DNA in order to help save the locust. She gets all of this information no like finally figures out why she was taken and, and and her whole history which is what she's been complaining about this entire movie and she decides to break out and run away now I'm like okay dumb teenager does dumb thing fine and then at the end of the movie when they meet up with the doctor again she's like oh no it's okay I'll do what you say now and it's like you had all of this information already. <laughs> you you had everything you needed to do to to know that this was this was what they wanted. They didn't want to kill you. They didn't want to like hold you over in like an oxygen tank and freeze your your remains or whatever. They didn't want to suck the blood out of your brain. Like it was literally like, hey, we just need your DNA. <laughs> you you couldn't have done this the first time. Like what was the point of you breaking everything out and ruining this? This mission and destroying the building. If you were just gonna do it anyway, <laughs> like I'm like,
0: I, I, I'll I'll double up on that. Why did they take the Velociraptor baby? Can anybody explain it to me?
2: No, <laughs> no,
0: no, <one> no. <laughs> no, Nobody cared. He was just there in a cage. He ran away, and as soon as she ran away, they only cared about her, and they they burned the locusts. And then she's off in the wind. And then they eventually got it because, of course, Chris Pratt made a promise to a dinosaur. And there is there zero reason to take the velociraptor baby. It's They never care. The only reason is because Chris Pratt has to put his hand up and say, I'm going to get her back. And
2: oh, uh, oh, there's just so many moments in this movie that were just so terrible. And like, I do want to talk about the chase, right? Because the chase chase scene in Malta, um, which I like, correct me if I'm wrong. Like to me, that's the only action sequence in this whole movie um, that I can recall. Like the other ones, the other ones are running scenes, you know, saying where they're like, the only other one I can think of is when they're trapped in that tunnel and Jeff Goldblum's trying to come up with the code. But even then, that's not really a chase scene; it's more of a scare scene. But whatever, yeah. Like, so when they're when they're in Malta and he's on a motorcade or whatever that thing is, and they're being chased by dinosaurs, that's that to me is the only action sequence in this movie, and it's not bad. Like, I think it's actually a really good scene. I think they do some really cool things uh, in it. My only problem is is that all of the cool scenes were in the trailer like like when she takes the, the the pole and and stretches it between the two cars to knock out the dinosaur I was in the trailer yeah you, you see the two giant dinosaurs eat the guy on the uh, scooter I was in the trailer you see the dinosaur chasing uh, Chris Pratt that leaps off the building I was in the trailer like it's like so all of your exciting moments from this this scene, you gave away already, and it happened in a
1: mission. It, it happened in a Mission Impossible type like film too.
2: Exactly, just the way it was shot, it was like ripped from Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's like I, <laughs> like
1: if you told me that I was like in 2015's Jurassic World, you see Bryce Dallas how Bryce Dallas Howard. Jesus Christ, Bryce Dallas Howard's character in that film. If you told me that she was going to be hopping buildings and all that, running away from raptors in their final film, I'm like. You're lying. <laughs> I like because like just characters did something things in here that they would have never done before, like like jumping buildings. No, you not see no. that happening in these other films. Ew. But don't
0: worry, she wasn't doing it in high heels.
1: Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know what bugged the crap out of me is how they jumped because as soon as they boarded the plane, we didn't see Malta after, and that annoys the crap out of me. Because you had uh, Daikin Launchman's character, uh, Soyonic Santos, the, the lady in the white dress, mm-hmm. and Omar, Omar Sy. They were, the they're, they're Barry, they're, they're not, they're just, their they're, they're stuff is sidelined. Like,
2: what the hell mm-hmm. happened there? Yeah.
1: Did she get arrested?
2: I was like, I was like-, like, watching that, and I was like, I'm guessing that was connected to a previous movie because of how short it was. So I was like, okay, but like, it was so uninteresting in this film that I was like, I'm not going to go back and watch their story. So yeah. Like, yeah. I don't care. And, <laughs> and it's not,
1: and not, not even to mention like what the hell happened with. Um, I lost my train of thought here for a second. <laughs> um, the people, the people at the beginning of the movie, the dentist, like the, uh, no, 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 the, the, the bottle of shaving cream. Oh, God. Oh yeah. I kept alluding to.
0: So, yeah, it, it, it's, it's it's I noticed a couple of times they had a couple throwbacks to the original, like how Laura Dern was dressed right at the beginning, her taking off the sunglasses, mm-hmm. um, obviously the fire in the sky. Uh, the Lophosaurus in general were a throwback to that movie. But at the same time, it was like, OK, I'm going to escape with these dinosaur embryos, even though dinosaurs are all over the place and creating dinosaurs is not really a thing anymore. Um I think it I, I think it's just more than anything it's like oh we get a, sh- a bottle of shaving cream and people remember it from the first movie. It doesn't have to make any plot sense.
2: Yeah, that
3: was uh that was kind of confusing. I <laughs> I saw the barbersol, and I'm like why is this here?
1: Yeah. And then and then cuz they they made it seem like a crucial plot point. It's just like like in Star Wars, like the prequels, at least every time like a Jedi loses their lightsaber, they show a shot of it, like of the lightsaber falling. They gave us the shaving cream falling for some reason. Like they they zoomed in on it. Yeah. And then when he was got getting chased,
2: it fell out, and then it zoomed in on the shaving cream. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Like Zach, since you saw like the previous movies, like was you can like, fill me in. Like was there. The moment like does someone use shaving cream to like uh, no, fir- in, in the
0: first the one very, it's a very important uh,
2: like what in what the happened?
3: very first movie the uh basically the villain is trying to steal the embryos from jurassic park to sell them to uh other people mm-hmm. to like make their own thing and he's trying to get rich off of it and so that that's kind of the main plot point in the very first movie and that's why everything starts breaking and it, it makes sense here it, it makes zero sense why he not <laughs> show that here but
1: because there's no explanation as to why he has it yeah
3: there, there's no reason as to why he should have it i mean it, at this point in the movie where i see this happening i'm like you know if it's gonna be a bad movie i just want to see tim cook fight someone like <laughs> just throw hands with chris pratt or something and chris pratt somehow miraculously calls a dinosaur to him to kill him you know hey, hey, it's gonna be t- bad we might as well just make it bad and like to stop. his
0: credit he put up a good fight against that desk chair hey. <laughs> for some reason he throws a hissy fit and just starts punching a desk chair. oh my everybody- gosh i was
3: <laughs> dying laughing <to> <laughs> in the,
2: and-
0: the great thing is everybody in the room going like uh <laughs> this guy
1: um oh man you Know what that reminded me of is um in Spaceballs. Remember when uh, remember when um, I forget Lord, his name, but he's Lord like, Helmet, no, not Lord Helmet, the the, <laughs> the side, the other guy, yeah, yeah, his right hand man. He's like, Prepare the ship,
2: oh, prepare the <laughs> ship for ludicrous speed. The ludicrous he's like, Send <laughs> so the evacuation order, I'm like, God <laughs> damn it, yeah, that, like, uh everything about this movie feels like it was made up of different parts of other movies other better movies honestly and it just yeah it just did not come together like so like I mentioned how like the people next to me like probably had a messed up experience because of how I was reacting Um, there was a moment that we share together uh, in this movie so uh, it's when Chris Pratt Bryce Dallas Howard and the um, pilot, I can't remember her name, I'm so sorry. Um, They they turn off the air defense system and they get attacked by a pterodactyl or whatever. And they're going down and they only have one evacuation, you know, one uh, parachute or whatever. They give it to the mom. uh, So she gets out and they don't have a plan. They're literally about to crash. And they crash into like an ocean or like a sea of ice or or whatever, and they of course they both survive. survive, like without a
0: scratch. Without a
2: scratch. So like that moment when they like pop out of the plane, like me and all the three people next to me all like audibly went, "Oh bullshit!" Like, like, <laughs> "Oh my god, yeah." Like, they got out like
1: unscathed and everything.
2: unscathed, unharmed, perfectly fine, no, hair no, no, still no. together.
0: Kayla, the pilot, mm-hmm. her shoulder was ripped. This, sh- the, Her her flight <laughs> suit had a little tear in her shoulder, oh, so that counted.
2: There we go. <laughs> like, I mean,
0: come on. You're only that's a, totally the game changer here. You're
2: only in a 20,000 feet nosedive directly you know, into I the ocean. I have a question that also didn't make sense about this scene.
3: So they're going into a nosedive and she ejected before, so they <laughs> went back to find her but there's a, like but they told her to meet them at the lab which should be in front of them considering that's the direction they're going look uh, <laughs> they, that's not hey, don't, don't, else. Don't,
1: don't question just consume product
3: Right, that, log, that's, that's like they are that's, headed that's like the, towards <laughs> the lab in the plane <laughs>
0: she
1: that's she like the 200th dumbest that, thing
0: of this they movie they
3: <laughs> should land closer to it they go back to find her and they never make it to the lab.
0: Yeah. How about the fact that Chris Pratt goes into freezing cold water, jumps out, and it's like he oh, came yeah. out? Of Hawaii because ocean. if
1: you jump in freezing cold water like that and you don't take off your clothes immediately, that's frostbite. Yeah. And he comes out, he's not even shivering. He's just going
0: like, oh my huh. God, I can't so, believe I just survived that oh, dino. Yeah, that was fun, huh? Mm-mm. <laughs>
2: Okay. We got to We got to finish this off. So I got to know everyone final rating. Brandon, we'll start with you. What's your final rating for Jurassic World Dominion? Okay. So I was actually going to go with a three star. Mm-hmm. And then we talked about this
1: movie and I'm like, <laughs> okay, there's a lot of, there there's a lot that I'm like, okay, there's a lot that needs that needed work. So I'm, I think my final rating is for two and a half. It's, that's a that's a good rating to go with two and a
2: half all right but that- uh yeah <laughs> zach what about you
3: yeah see i'm a i'm a little different than that see i was gonna go with two and a half but now i'm gonna go with i believe two mm-hmm. so and the only reason i'm giving it even that high of a score is because of the one small moment where the characters all came together it even though it's the worst way possible. That was the cool thing to see on screen. Um, but the movie itself, terrible. Uh, like garbage. I, In fact, if I never watch any Jurassic Park movie again in my life at this point, just because of how much I crammed in, I would be totally okay with that. So <laughs> that was, yeah, that was just, it was a dumpster fire. Two stars is, is what I'm going to go with.
2: Ben, what about you? Where are you at?
0: Yesterday when I watched it, I put two and a half stars and I told myself, I know we're going to crap on this movie. I'm not going to waver. (laughs) I'm going to stay two and a half stars. Um, Just, just it's, I compared it to a dessert you ate when you were a kid
2: Mm.
0: because you're just like, man, I love that dessert. And then you eat it as an adult and you're like, it's not that good, but the memories of it are good enough. To still keep it in favor, so I'm still going to keep it at two and a half stars.
2: Uh, Brandon, I think you mentioned this earlier that some people were being unnecessarily harsh on this film. Are you? you, You're one of them. I'm going to go the opposite. I think people are being way too kind to this film. (laughs) Uh, Get it? Do it. Yeah, this. There. When I say this, I mean it there is absolutely nothing redeemable about this movie. Literally nothing, not the, not the script, not the dialogue, not the acting, not the editing, not the action, not even the camera work. Everything about this movie is bad, everything. It is like, if you if you have nostalgia for the original Jurassic, fine. I could see how that might make you a little bit more friendlier to this film. But as for me, someone who never cared about this franchise, did not even want to see this movie as a movie by itself, regardless of where it fits into the franchise, as a movie by itself, I am giving this film half a star. (laughs) It is. get it. It is my worst film of the year. Um Morbius. Give me Morbius. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you give, there. Give me Morbius, give me Moonfall. Actually, I, I agree with Phoenix <laughs> on give this. me all of those. Give me uncharted. Like you every ha- single horrible movie. Not, that not uncharted, but like, <laughs> that's a little you're like you're no, getting it no. a little you they're, guys, they're, you yeah, guys
0: yeah. have not seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre and it shows.
2: <laughs> give me that. I don't no, care. Like, so bad. Like give me that. Every bad movie that I've ever seen is better than this. <laughs> like this was a gigantic turd, waste of my time. I'm so mad at it. Like I I I hate this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I have no I have no love for this film. It is unquestionably easily my worst film of the year. Uh I, and I really did not think anything would beat Morbius. No. That, like this is so bad. I'm rooting for them to do Morbius too. <laughs> like, like it's Morbius. Don't, don't you are put you that evil on for me, Ricky Bobby?
3: Release of Morbius in theaters.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like eighty-five thousand dollars only. Exactly. And I should have. I should have been there for it because this, this. I I would have rather wasted money on that than wasted money on this. Yeah. Absolutely um, atrocious. So, my, I mean, my
1: bottom five for the year now, out of the fifteen films I've seen, are Secret of Dumbledore. Fallen on oh, not fallen kingdom, uh Dominion, Uncharted, Morbius, and Moonfall. That's how I, that's where this fits in my rankings this year.
2: I've managed to see I first of all I love secrets of Dumbledore. I don't know what's wrong with you, but uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, like pretty much I have the same bottom. Like it's yeah, and this I is,
3: think not- uh for me, let me take a look here. I have a I have the list here, so For me, I've seen so many movies this year, so it's a little different. Um, Yeah, I've seen 50 2022 movies. My bottom is Fresh, X, uh, let's see, Family Camp, that was terrible. This Indian movie called uh, Dakad, Dog, and then Firestarter. You guys would know Firestarter and Dog. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
2: I heard nothing but bad things about Firestarter. It was...
3: (laughs) It, yeah, you know what? I I would rather watch this Jurassic movie over that any day. That's same with X, same with Fresh. I would much rather watch this over any of those. No, so, no. yeah,
2: this is the absolute pits. <laughs>
0: so, uh, so my my bottom five. Uh, so one of them is a a movie from Sundance called uh, Sharp Stick. It's a Lena Dunham movie. It is so terrible.
2: Why am um, I not surprised? No, oh, it's
0: so. It's not. It, it has nothing to do with her. It's just a bad movie. Uh, the three five five, which I thought oh. was boring and dumb. Hey, I'm okay with that.
3: Phoenix oh. isn't, but I'm okay. With it. I'm here for uh, it,
0: Morbius. So. Obviously, um, <laughs> I'm not not sure if y'all seen the movie Alice. Um,
2: mm.
0: it's no. it's. Oh, I heard about
2: it. That's with Kiki Palmer, right?
0: Yeah. Um, not great. And then Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I expect to keep at the bottom all year. <laughs>
1: I didn't even know that
2: came out already.
1: Yeah, it was like
2: it's uh, on
0: Netflix. It's eighty minutes long, and it's the most painful eighty minutes in the world.
2: (laughs) Unless you have to do two and a half hours of Jurassic Park. I Uh,
3: did see it come (laughs) out, and I and I saw the reviews, and I was like, "It's not worth watching the whole franchise for this movie."
2: No. (laughs) All right, so that's two and a half from Ben. Two and a half from Brandon. Other. Two stars from Zach and half a star from me. Um, and as you can tell, it's 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 firmly at the bottom of the list for the year 2022. Uh, what did you guys think of Jurassic World Dominion? Let us know. You guys can uh, find us on Twitter and on Instagram at Film Pod. Uh, and leave your thoughts there. All right, guys. So we are going to move on to What's Good. What's good, what's good, what's good. recommendations of things that we've seen throughout the weeks uh what we think people might enjoy so uh zach why don't you kick us off what's good for you this week
3: okay i gotta say this as bad as that movie was re- since last episode i think i've seen my favorite movie of this year and it's not an american film um it's an indian film and oh my god i i it, it was the best film this year by far. And I think that everyone should check it out. It's actually by Sony. Uh, Sony actually released this. Um, it's a film called Major. It's, it's about... Huh? It's in theaters? It's Yeah, it's in theaters. Uh, it is about this major in the Indian Army, and it is such an amazing movie. I loved it. I... There are moments where I cried, where I laughed. Like it was, it was such a great movie. Um, yeah, I can't recommend it highly enough to be honest. Yeah, for me, that so far out of the the movies I've seen, that for me is the movie of the year. Um, it is so much better than anything I've seen this year, and it was it was just amazing to see on screen. So yeah, uh, if you have it in a theater near you, go check it out. It's called Major. Um, and I do believe it will be coming to Netflix as well.
2: Oh, beautiful! Yeah. All right. Great recommendation. Um, uh, Brandon, what do you got?
1: Um, okay, so this mine's more of a a comedy movie. Uh, I I rewatched. I don't know if you guys have heard the movie The Starving Games. It's one of those parody. <laughs> it's one of those parody films of the Hunger Games, right. and it's just so freaking funny because you have you just because the hunger games is just based off a desolate wasteland of just different districts and all that they very very really use that and it's just so funny um you guys have got to check it out at some point because that's that's it's a really really funny movie but uh but yeah that's one of my what's good that's my what's good for the week um yeah
2: <laughs> all right ben what do you have Do you have any recommendations
0: all right, so I've been I've been going through some of the years trying to uh, catch up on all the Oscar blind spots I had, and I've been trying to do 1982. Mm-hmm. Going through all these movies, watching some I'd never seen before, and I finally knocked off m- one of my biggest Oscar blind spots. It's an exceptional movie; it holds up. I had never seen it before. I'm sorry. I just watched ET for the first time oh, ever. Wow. Oh wow! <laughs> and and you know it's funny but i watched it with my wife and she's like you're not gonna like this you're gonna think it's outdated and all this kind of stuff and it is not i cried twice wow. and i cried twice it holds up it's still great everybody's wonderful the the drew barrymore as a, as a five-year-old the the adult kid the, the the adults the kids everything about it works it's exceptional needless to say I was the pro- I'm, I might be the last person on earth who hadn't seen ET, especially being a, a, a film critic. I'm a little disappointed in myself. Um, but, uh, you know, hot take ET's good.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I can't disagree there. Uh, I mean, like, if you haven't seen ET, there, some people still have it. Uh, but yeah, absolutely classic film. Um, so speaking of classic films, no, I'm kidding. uh, uh I watched a movie that, and I, I tweeted this, I watched a movie that is widely considered to be one of the worst films of all time. And I actually enjoyed it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I get why people don't like this film. Like I totally get why they don't. But I mean, I don't know if you just, if you just like a little toilet humor every now and then, like, it's a harmless film. It's fully stacked cast. It's so ridiculous that it actually took place. And it's just, it's just dumb fun. And that's movie 43. Uh it's a oh, hilarious. God. Yeah, it's horrendous. It is the movie, it is the lowest Rotten oh. Tomato score for a movie I've ever seen at 4% talk um, about chris
0: pratt challenging himself
2: yeah exactly he's he's got a great scene <laughs> if you've never seen the movie uh but yeah it's horrible it's a horrible film but i laughed my i laughed my tits off i thought it was so funny and like
0: i, I watch movie 43 in the theaters
2: <laughs> i'm so sorry
0: <laughs> i go in going like how, what, this is like okay just as an example of what happens um you don't need to know the context, but no. Chris Pratt gets hit by a car and and poops on the windshield when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, just as an example.
2: <laughs> like listen, like it's it's toilet humor, there's fart jokes, there's there's poop jokes, there's uh there's a you know, there's sex jokes, but it it reeled me in in the very first one cuz you have two legendary uh, Academy Award-nominated actors in Kate Winslet and Hugh Jackman, and it's just the most immature thing in the world that he has like a nut sack for a chin, like a legit yep. nutsack for a chin. And I and I was sold. I was like, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> like it's it is that ridiculous of a film. It's so 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 juvenile, but I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. So movie 43 if you have a chance please check it out if for no other reason just to just to see your reactions to what happens so (laughs) that's movie 43 for me et for ben the starving games for brandon and major for zach uh that's a a nice little lineup there i hope you guys get a chance to check out all four of those films please let us know what you think and that is what's good from us here at film code so it is now that time.
1: You are now in film code. Start
2: time. It is time for the game that is the namesake of our show. It is time for film code. Um, This is this will be my code word. um, And this will be the first time that we have a guest on. And I want to introduce something that I think will be fun for this season. Whenever we have a guest on for film code, it should be double points. So if the guest gets it, they get two points. If you guys get it and the guest doesn't, you get two points. If no one gets it, The person whose code word it is, they get two points. (laughs) So it's double points for everyone involved, all right? So in that case, your code word this week was luck. Uh, It was a movie from 2010 to 2015. Stars two Marvel superheroes. And uh, your lead actress is a two-time Academy Award nominee. And bonus hint it is a musical. So we are starting off the year, and I believe, uh, Ben, since you are our guest, we're going to have you go first. Uh, You said when I gave you this that you already had it, so I'm very excited to see what you got. So Ben, take it away.
0: Well, considering it's one of the most underrated films in the last 15 years, Mm -hmm. um, and you, know, you kind of go through it, you're like, okay, two time Oscar nominated actress. You're like, there aren't many, there aren't many of those. They're either a lot of them or they don't get nominated. So I'm kind of going through, and I was like, two time Oscar. I was like, okay, well, the Marvel helps too. And for some reason, first thought was Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, okay, Mark Ruffalo is MCU. It's like, Mark Ruffalo and two time Oscar nominated actress, that sounds like Keira Knightley to me. The other Marvel person would be Haley Stenfeld, who plays his daughter in the movie. It is a musical. It is Begin
2: Again. All right. Good guess, Ben. (laughs) All right, Zach, what do you have?
3: Okay, so I don't think that it is a movie that is uh, really not well-known, actually. I think that this movie is very well-known, I think that you tried throwing us off here actually let me let me just double check something really quick um because i just realized something maybe i'm not right and i'm not right so never (laughs) mind i didn't realize the release for this movie and uh now i'm upset so uh oh boy yeah well my guess isn't going to be right um i was so close and it could have lined up but there's there's a couple of things here that don't so um the code word was luck so this movie i thought was based on what happens within it um and by sheer luck these two people have their dreams come true um the part i did not get right was the 2010 to 2015 this is a 2016 movie
2: no it might still fit Sometimes. Um,
3: and I, you know what I overlooked the Marvel part. I thought of characters. This says two clearly says two Marvel superheroes. Um, I was thinking characters, you know. I think I should have just read this a little more, but and <laughs> but oh well, here we are. Um, and I was thinking characters, so I was thinking Emma Stone and JK Simmons. Actress is a two-time Academy Award nominee. I was thinking that this would be Emma Stone um and bonus it's a musical I thought this was La La Land (laughs) but uh sadly it is not so I know I'm wrong uh, (laughs) um but that's okay I don't have time to go and look for something else now but so for now it's La La Land I know it's wrong but I felt like in my heart that that was it but yeah
2: yeah you know you know how I feel about La La Land so of course I would make it a code word all right (laughs) Brandon, what do you have? Please I'm tell at- me it's also La La La. <laughs>
1: to- totally. No, um, I actually, I actually also want to begin again because um, you have the word luck, and when you look at the synopsis, it's uh, things take a turn for the better for Dan. It is Chris Record, executive, yada yada yada. But um, you got luck in there. You have the two Marvel uh, superheroes, which is Hulk and um, Kate Bishop. Also played by Mark Ruffalo and Handy Seinfeld, and then your 2010 to 2015. This film came out um, in 2013. This was a musical because she uh, because Karen Knightley's, Knightley's character is a songwriter in this. And yeah, I am also going to go with Begin Again.
2: All right. Well, I am so happy to inform you all that Brandon and Ben are correct. It is the <laughs> yes. uh, Freaking love that movie, yes, absolutely. <sighs> uh, an incredible musical, uh, incredible story. Uh, I agree with Ben, it is an underrated film. If you haven't checked it out, uh, please do, great music. Also uh, features Adam Levine, so there's a, another incentive for you to watch. <laughs> also, one
0: of the, one of the only times in film history where James Corden isn't annoying.
2: <laughs> it was like, so there, there you go. You have like a hidden reason to check it out, uh, just for that. So yes, begin again. Uh, luck was actually referring to the director because uh, he's Irish, so luck the Irish. But <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. Twenty thirteen, Kira Knightley, two time Academy Award nominee, musical, and starring mark ruffalo and Haley steinfeld hawk and hawkeye put together so there you go begin again so for the first uh code word of season three it is correct brandon and ben two points to you both congratulations for the double bonus uh you guys so brandon is once again leading our season um that's that's, that's gonna end really quickly (laughs) Congratulations, Ben, your points. We're going to go into our guest pile. So like whenever we have a guest on, those points will be added up. And uh, you guys might be able to take the the crown away from me this season. I doubt it because I'm just so much better. You're welcome. Than future you guest. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. Uh, so we are going to uh, get up out of here. Ben, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Can you uh, let everybody know where they can find you and what you got going on?
0: Yes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Neb is Ben. You can find me on letterbox at Neb 810. You can find me on Instagram at Ben Miller movies. You can find me on my own site, ice cream for freaks. That's an out of sight reference, by the way, if you, uh, if you didn't know, um, I'm the David Thulis of podcasting. You'd find me all over the place on various pods on the film experience on cinema scholars. And, uh, Otherwise, I'm in Texas watching movies. I'm going through, uh, I, like I said, I've been going through Oscar blind spots, just finished up 1972, moving on to 1982. Um, going to hit missing E.T., Victor Victoria, and then uh, got some uh, got some Oscar updates coming up after post-can and you know finally updating my Oscar charts, if I ever get around to it.
2: Oh, Ben, we got to have you back when we discuss the Oscars. Uh this, oh you know it this year yeah uh big oscar fans uh on this podcast so uh by the way uh were you a fan of coda winning the oscar or were you rooting for oh, anything yeah. else
0: i i'm i'm i uh i love um power of the dog it was it was my number two movie from last year but uh but <laughs> Get I don't out of have here it.
3: goodbye yeah. <laughs> Man, it was so great having you on
1: this this uh, episode. We appreciate no, but- your time, but I think we're not going to move forward.
0: <laughs> no, I, I don't have a I, I don't have anything against Coda. I think it's a perfectly acceptable movie, and it's a mid tier Best Picture winner. Uh-huh. Like it's not like it's by no means near the bottom, and it's no means near the top. I have no problem with it. Um, it made my wife cry whenever it won Best Picture. She was so happy. So, nice. um, I, I don't have any problem with it.
2: All right. All right, Zach, let everybody know where they can find you, sir.
3: Yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter at Zach Sneath. That is Z A C H S N E A T H. And you can find me on Letterboxd at Z Sneaks.
2: All right. And Brandon, where can they find you, sir?
1: You guys can find me at F A N T A S M I C years over on Letterboxd go check out what I'm watching. Uh, I've kind of been having, going through a few busy weeks. Uh, summer semester just started, so I haven't really had a chance to watch anything. <laughs> hey, what's new?
2: Um,
1: but yeah, uh, go check out what I'm watching over there. And yeah, thank you guys again for listening.
2: Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Phoenix Cloud, and you guys can find me on Twitter at H one I'm the guy who likes the boss baby more than the Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you can also find me on... Letterbox under PA Cloudin. And as always, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at filmcopod. And we will see you guys next week. We are out of here. Peace.